The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I had a strange question come to me this morning as I was praying about what I wanted to say. So here's the strange question for all of you. Do you remember the first step you took? Probably not, right? And then I thought, can I remember any particular step that I took? And yes, I can. I can remember when I was in high school, I tore cartilage in my left knee training for football. It didn't even happen in a game, it happened training. So I had my knee scoped and I was on crutches for a day or two. I can remember though, going down the basement stairs because I wanted to hang out in the basement and watch TV. And I missed one of the steps with the crutches. And I had to put down the leg that had just been scoped on the stair. And I can remember the split second before my foot hit the stair, this could really hurt. And it didn't. And I just said, thank God. So that's one step I remember. Why do I even share that with you? Because we are all taking steps in our lives. We are all walking with the Lord. If you, if you are here at 7.30 on a Sunday morning, you are definitely taking steps with the Lord. And I think we fail to appreciate that sometimes. And I think the enemy of our relationship with God, that is the devil, he would have us get discouraged and just simply forget how far we've come. But the Lord, on the other hand, wants to celebrate all of the progress that we've made. And he loves to celebrate 
your relationship with him and his relationship with you. That's why he said, do this in memory of me. It's why he established this sacrament, the blessed sacrament, mass, as a way of remembering his commitment to us and offering us an opportunity to renew our commitment to him. That's what's going on here. And you may not be so conscious of that. You may not express it that way. You may have your own understanding of it. But essentially, we are here, brothers and sisters, as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, wanting to have a relationship with Him and opening ourselves up to the relationship that God wants with us. He called it a covenant. You hear that word in the consecration of the precious blood. This is the chalice of the new and everlasting covenant, which is God's way of saying, I am committed to you. I will be your God. You will be my people. I have chosen you. I've chosen you. God has chosen you. God has claimed you for himself. God the Father chose you through the Son in the Spirit when you were baptized. He made you one of his own, so to speak. Theologians call it divine adoption, sanctifying grace. Your soul was marked with an indelible mark. So you've been sealed with the promise, the promise of eternal life. You've already received, as St. Paul would say, the first installment of that eternal life. So this side of heaven, we get glimpses of God's glory. And hopefully, we're moving more and more in the direction of greater glory, which is to say, a deeper friendship with God, a closer relationship with God. And as we get closer to God, we discover more and more of his truth, goodness, and beauty, his glory. It's a beautiful view that I have right here. There's east, and I can see the sun coming up today and illuminating the stained glass. I'm sure that wasn't an accident. And here comes more of it, right? You can even notice it. How cool is that? Thank you, Lord. Right on cue. And so God is revealing himself to us more and more. And he wants you to have a kind of certainty in that. Yes, it's a mystery, right? We can't control it. We can't understand it completely. But that doesn't mean we can't understand anything. That doesn't mean that we have 
a part to play in it because we do. We absolutely do. And you understand that to some degree. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. There's something about coming together. Because what this represents, what this symbolizes, is precisely the communion that God intends for his people, his body, his bride, the church. And we're all members of the church, his body, his family. And he calls us to communion with himself and one another. And he doesn't show any partiality. James was admonishing us, us, not to show any partiality, because what's implied there is that God doesn't show any partiality. Again, one of the enemy's lies, because he's the father of lies, is that you don't count, you're not good enough, Who do you think you are? He's also the accuser. The word Satan has this connotation of accusing, pointing the finger. I like to tell people, especially in confession, do you remember ever reading about Jesus wagging his finger in somebody's face? And saying, shame on you. I don't think Jesus ever did that. That's the accuser who does that. When you hear that, when you think that, that's not God. That is not the voice of God. That's the accuser. And so as we go into this gospel today, We see Jesus performing this miracle, opening the man's ears, Ephatha, be opened. And I think that's a great prayer that we can all pray every day. Lord, open my ears, and not just these ears, but open the ears of my heart. My interior, some people call it conscience. But Lord, help me to hear your voice speaking to me in the depths of my heart. Through my intuition, through your word, through a song, through a friend or a family member. God is always speaking to us. Maybe you're very creative and you have a a wild imagination. God will use images or just the scenery around you, nature, to speak to you, to remind you that he is present, that he is with you. And he celebrates your life. He celebrates every step you take. He 
remembers your first step. And he has heard every single cry of your heart from the day you were born. He knows your every thought. And you'd be like, oh gosh, that's not good. (laughs) No, it is good. It is good. Because sometimes we have things in our hearts that we can't even express. Even Jesus today, he looked up to heaven and groaned. And groaned. That's awesome. Because what that's telling us is that Jesus really cares. Jesus really cares. He's very interested and invested in our lives, in your life. So let's ask God today to help us open our hearts, our minds, our bodies to receiving his word, his grace, his mercy. It just takes a little bit of faith, a little bit of humility, recognizing our need. That's a really good disposition. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's not hating yourself. That's, again, that's not from God. Humility, though, is just recognizing our need, our need for God, our need for light, direction, strength, hope, mercy, forgiveness. And that doesn't make us bad. That doesn't make you bad because you're needy. St. Paul was finally able to say, I boast about my weaknesses because when I am weak, then I am strong. And God himself said to Paul, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Which is to say, Paul, you're not in control. I got this. Don't worry. Trust in me. Confide in me. Come to me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you will come to know the truth, experience for yourself the truth, who is Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So Jesus wants to give us all of this and so much more. So don't sell yourself short and don't sell God short. Don't put God in a box. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't put anybody in a box. Because Christ came to set the captives free. He came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And as we grow in this relationship with him, we experience that abundance more and more. So thank you, Jesus, for calling us by name. Thank you for gathering us together here this morning. Open our ears, open our hearts 
to receive all of the love that you want to give us so that we can become all that you created us to be and like you, do all things well. Amen.